MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Hey, guys, it's Tony, and you must think I'm crazy. <laughs> yes, oh, I do, Tony. I do think you're crazy. I know. But um, it's okay. We love you anyway. Uh, we have another Madonna podcast crossover event for all of you today. They host a show called All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Please welcome Kenny Finkel and Mark Snyder. Hi, guys. Hi, Kenny. Hey, Mark. Hello. Hello. It's so wonderful to have your beautiful faces looking at us across the internet. We I feel are like honored we're, to be here. I feel like we're on that NBC Saturday Night lineup where the Golden Girls and Empty Nest and Nurses <laughs> would go back and forth. <laughs> if ever. I feel like Blanche Devereaux getting up, coming to the hospital on Nurses. At Didn't they? Sn- <laughs> I feel like they snuck Nurses up on us because one Saturday I tuned in and suddenly Nurses is playing and it's supposed to be a thing. It's and a I'm wonderful like, program. I mean, it is. If some of Lonnie Anderson's best work, wouldn't you say? Oh God. And Arnisha Walker, all hair. Uh, Nisha Walker, she was on so many shows in the early, mm-hmm. late eighties, early nineties. She was like under contract at NBC, and they slaughtered her anywhere they could put her. I love she her. kept being in these like horrible shows. But as as much as I love this to be an Arnisha Walker podcast, actually <laughs> Madonna podcast. Yes, I'm sure Arnisha Walker went to a Madonna concert or something. I'm gonna find out, and I'll I'll get back to you on that, <laughs> gentlemen. How how are you doing uh, today? Where where are you both calling from? Um, I'm calling in from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Ooh. I had a fabulous day. I was in the East Village, had a formal tea with a good friend. Nice. And um, and yeah, now I'm here. Where did you have tea? Did you go to Tea and Sympathy? Is that even still open? Uh, yes, no. it is. And it, I love it, Tea and Sympathy. Is it? <laughs> um, it was at a little tea house called, I don't remember the name, it was on the East Village. Um, and uh, it was lovely, yeah. Oh, you should check out Tea and Sympathy if you've never been. It's in, it's on Greenwich, and mm-hmm. it's one, it's British, and it's wonderful. Yeah, okay. you'll walk out speaking with a British accent, <laughs> <laughs> like Madonna. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what about you? I'm calling in from uh, Brooklyn, New York, as well. Yeah. I'm in New York, and uh, yeah, I had a beautiful day. I ran. I ran oh, you home. you live right next door to Bam, right? That's, I do. Uh, I'm right near Bam. Yes, yes. Ever uh, since Madame X, you were just like, I'm going to hold vigil to, for for Madame you X. You have no idea the friends I made during the Bam residency. Um, and uh, yeah, I ran. I ran today. It was a beautiful day. So yeah, it's been a wonderful, calm, nice. beautiful Saturday Sunday. Did you listen to Madonna insanity. while you ran? Uh, no. Today I listened to uh, another podcast by a fellow Ohioan, Hanif Adiraki, called Object of Sound. Mm. What's that podcast about? It's all about uh, music and uh, literature. Uh, Today was about the Detroit techno uh, scene. Oh, very cool. So it was kind of related. I was thinking about Madonna while I was running. Put your hands up for Detroit. Yeah, I love Detroit. I do, I do. Well, before we get into the questions, Tony, do you want to give our our wonderful guests a a little bio? Absolutely. Um, the illustrious Kenny Finkel and the admirable Mark Snyder are writers who live in New York City and Brooklyn. Uh, separately, Kenny is a professor of theater of, at Marymount Manhattan College and a theater producer slash 
playwright whose work has been seen and developed all over the country. Mark is a published playwright and performer and working on a book of essays called I Am Rooting for All of Us. Yes. Together they are the podcast All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna, and I'm so happy that you guys are here to talk to us. Thank you. Yay, we're happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, do you want to kick off questions? Fine, I will. Do it, do it. I was trying to set the mood. So anyway. Um, <laughs> what do you want us to do? Do you want us to help you set the mood? The mood? So you know, light a candle. Donna when she goes into the studio, you know, like. We have candles lit. And lights candles yeah. and burns There's incense. always a, a cut well, flower. So yeah. One flower in a vase. No hydrangeas and I just lit some Palo Santo so we're all good. So nice. tell me guys, nice. how yeah. did the idea to podcast about Madonna come about? I mean, was it organic? Was it something that you guys put on like a Google sheet document? I mean, how (laughs) specific was it? Um, Well, Mark, I'll start and then you can, of course, jump in. Um, We met, we met at a party, like, I don't know how many years ago, eight or nine years ago now, maybe. And um, the first thing that we started to talk about was Madonna. Like, and and it was the thing that whenever we got together, all we wanted to do was talk about Madonna. Mm -hmm. And um, it just sort of organically came from that. And we had it, we had gone out for dinner one night um, and had taken some edibles before dinner. Nice. This is how I remember. It. As one does. I love yes. where the story is going already. Okay, <laughs> let, let, let's let's say that's how it happened. Okay, we did have ahead. edibles. Yeah, we, we sat we outside did. in the we West did. Village and we had those edibles. You remember? Don't pretend like you didn't <laughs> take one. And um, at some point in the dinner, we. Um, we're like, we should do a podcast. We should do a Madonna podcast. We should just, we should do it and we should talk about every song ever, you know, in her catalog and we should just do it. And it was just one of those things that we said in, you know, the heat of a night. And then the next day we sort of were like, I think that's still a good idea. Mm -hmm. And so we just kept going. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, He's so, so several people who have overheard us talking about Madonna have said how amazing it was and fun and how lovely they they just wanted to listen to us all the time and so several people approached us after several encounters with us while Madonna had done something lunaticy and we were all like ah! and uh, so uh, that also I think informed it and I think we started uh, you know uh, it, it, it's weird because we're not we, we wanted it to be short we wanted them to be tight. We wanted it to be quick. Uh, we wanted to get in, get out, talk about the song, and then be done with it. And if you like, and that was kind of our beginnings. Was was yeah? That. Some of your your earlier the episodes early are like five really minutes, short. Yeah. seven minutes, and yeah, they, yeah. that yeah. length has grown a little bit. Yeah, over, well, over time. but we wanted it to be because, like, how how often do you wake up on Monday morning and you have an hour and forty five minute podcast sitting in your inbox and you're like, oh my god? And so we wanted it to be really tight, and we really wanted there to cut all the. Out like Madonna it. in the Sticky and Sweet Tour, tight. Pretty much, pretty much, yes, and yes. and not a mo- not a moment. And so, but it's it's kind of evolved from that. And and you know, I think the what what we always say is that the the song is really the container for our conversation. Because mm-hmm. um, we're I, I don't really see us as a fan podcast. We're really an art project that happens to be a podcast. Because mm. really, it's about our conversation over a long period of time and, um, and, and how that's evolving and what we're learning about each other and learning about Madonna and learning about people who uh, reach out to us and want to share their story. I mean, it, it just kind of keeps expanding beyond, you know, the horn on, you know, think of me. But that yeah. was mm-hmm. the discovery for us because I don't think we thought, 
thought it would be, well, I don't think we thought it would be so personal. I don't think we realized how connected we were. I think we always knew how much we love Madonna and I'm sure you guys are the same. Like you just, you know, something you want to talk about all the time, but then when you start to go through your biography and realize like how present she's been in your lives Mm -hmm. for so Mm -hmm. long that when we started to connect on that level, then something really shifted in the show and we started to just let it open up more and think about historical context and political context and social, you know, all the different elements. And then our personal bios through that, like, and then we were like, well, I guess the episode should be a little longer. And um, w- w- now, Before and we started season three, we were like, we got to go back. We got to go back to our to roots. Our just roots. just yeah, like Madonna is always trying to go back to her roots. You know? <laughs> always going back to So we were like, we're going to make a meet, lean and mean, eight minutes long, four minutes long. <laughs> totally failed. Totally failed. Our Don't Stop episode's really long. And we were like, it's going to be three minutes. What do we have to say about Don't Stop? That's, that's kind of what's so great about it, though, is, is yeah. you think about some of these songs that you're like, you have nothing to say about. You think mm-hmm. at the beginning, you're like, oh, we have nothing to say about a song. And then all of a sudden, it becomes this really beautiful conversation that we mm-hmm. have. And we don't really know. I mean, we, we, we you know, we research heavily and we come in armed and ready to go. But something alchemic happens when we start talking about it, that it goes in these places that we, I mean, we, you know, we just did, we just released, uh, we're, we're wrapping up uh, something to remember. And we, we did the bedtime story episodes and our sanctuary episode. I was one of my favorites that we've done and we had no idea what we were going to pull out of each other from that. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I'm a big fan of how your podcast has evolved because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, first it was like little capsules about the songs, which are always great and very informative. But then I, I, I can't remember which was the first long episode. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is so good because you guys talk about what you were doing, what you were thinking at that time, what was happening in the world, how that all kind of swirled around that one song and then I was like I can't wait for the next one because I remember when this next song came out there was this event and there was this thing happening in the world so I'm just like oh it's so good Mm -hmm. well so and as as we're saying uh for if anyone who's listening has not listened to all I want to do is talk about Madonna um, Kenny and Mark do a track by track analysis. They start from the very first song and go through every single, every album, uh, song by song. The format is unique in how each album track serves as a jumping off point to discuss the song or the era or your thoughts and recollections from that time. How did you to decide to build the show that, or why did you decide to build the show that way? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it was like, we wanted a subject and we wanted, and we also thought like, you know, going back to something Madonna says, it's like, we're all, you know, everything else sort of, um, gets in the way of the music. And so we really wanted to just look at the music and really consider it because the music is phenomenal. And the only, you know, the true reason Madonna lasts is because the music is so good and to stop and really take each of those bites, you know, and really like think about them and think, you know, up until a certain point, and we can talk about this another time, where it doesn't seem like she's in the studio as much, you know, um, that uh, she really is really thoughtful about the music and that there are tracks that, you know, besides the popular tracks that um, are usually some of my favorites are the ones that aren't necessarily the ones that are on the radio. And so I thought, I, I think that's where we started. We got the idea and we thought it was kind of an ambitious idea and we like, you know, Something that has a little off more than we can chew. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we realized at the time how 
insane. The massive undertaking. <laughs> there yeah. was some point at the end of the first season where I was like, Mark, I did the I did the numbers, and it's going to take us seven and a half years to get through every track. <laughs> <laughs> <and we go laughs> <on the face. laughs> so yeah. Well, and that's that's if she doesn't put out. More well, we, 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 we operate under the fear that there's going to be another mega, mega album that comes out that's going to add another like six months of our lives <laughs> to the end of the, you know, project because, because it, she keeps going. So I, well, I'm but not... even if that, even if you were to like get to the end of her current catalog, yeah, you'd have to, and you had stopped production, you'd have to come back and. And and do knows? do the Who new knows? music. I mean, I always think about that too. Where I'm like, Tony and I have never discussed an endpoint for the podcast. Yeah. We sort of just were like, we'll do it until it's no longer fun or relevant to us. And mm. and but I'm always like, well, if we were to end it and then like the biopic comes out and we weren't podcasting at the time, I'm like, I would feel compelled to have to podcast about the biopic because yeah. it'd be such a moment in Madonna's career that I'm like, we have to talk about it. Because we're going to yeah. talk about it anyway. I, I think also if a cease and desist letter arrives, then right. that, would, that would be another reason to end the pie. I mean, uh, what, <laughs> what I what I have what is has both delighted and surprised us has been um, how many people are anticipating the the random obscure uh, album tracks. Those mm-hmm. are the ones people want to hear more about than than any of the big, I mean, everybody was like, I can't wait for you to do Jimmy Jimmy. I can't wait for you to talk about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I, I couldn't, yeah. I was so excited for Love Tried to Welcome Me. And, oh and my God, yeah. thank you. Great. Love Tried to Welcome Me is an amazing song. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it is. And yeah, and and or or the other big surprise was the way that I'm Breathless has just people, yeah. everybody wanted to guest on I'm Breathless when we were still doing guests. Everybody wanted to, talk about their favorite song on I'm Breathless, which boggled me because nobody really thinks about it in the same way that they think about a like a prayer. Or, well, they yeah, do. They just they don't talk it. about it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, one unexpected side effect from doing a Madonna podcast is engaging with listeners and discovering that we have a community of fans and, and eventually friends. So tell us about some instances where you guys were moved by fan responses and how do you feel about having this platform to express your opinions and admiration for Madonna and, and also talk about the music? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, I, I think we have a lot of respect for the listeners. Um, and, uh, cause I don't think they're necessarily our fans. I think they're listeners of our podcast and fans of Madonna. Right. That's I think that's I, a very yeah, totally. distinct thing yeah. to kind of. No, you're totally right. I think uh, that's, but you're right. And sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I, I think that's one of those things where people assume that because we're podcasting about Madonna and this, this is just how I feel sometimes yeah. is that people think we think we're the end all be all of a Madonna yeah. fan. Yeah. Like we think we're oh, the best no. Madonna fan that's out there. We know everything there is to know about Madonna, which is why we're podcasting about her. And I'm like, Mm, not really. I'm like, I, you know, I'm like a dance on stage with her, but I don't, Tony knows more facts about Madonna than I do, you know? Yeah. Uh, and but, where did that get me? I think, <laughs> I, I think that there's something very, um, uh, that there's a lot of connectivity and it, and it really provides a forum for those people because so many people reach out and they're like, I am really sick and, um, mm-hmm. or I've been home and I'm struggling alone and, you know, binging the erotica episodes really got me through 
the last, you know, three days in, you know, if I, they have COVID or, or this yeah. or that. And then you have people who didn't have a lot of acceptance for their Madonna fandom right. in, when they were young. I mean, yeah. we just did a our big Something to Remember episode. And I talked about how when I went to college, uh, it wasn't hip to like Madonna. And I had to choose, am I going to be hip or I'm going to stick with my Madonna? And people came out and said, you know, I was in that same place at certain times in my life as well. Yeah. And so I think that there's, we have a tremendous responsibility. I feel a tremendous responsibility and a protectiveness of those listeners. And we really want to make their, my biggest peeve is wasting time and I don't want to waste their time. So mm-hmm. I want our episodes and I want the time that they spend because you can choose to listen or you can choose not to listen. Um, I want it to be well spent. And so I think that that's for the, the interactions we have with so many different people from all over the world. The, the, the globalness yeah. of Madonna is what really um, strikes us a lot. I mean, people from all over the world are listening and and reach out and reach out. Which is and bizarre. I it's mean, crazy. It's, it's crazy it's, when you're it's, like, it's, it's not Tuesday morning and it's Tuesday morning and someone from New Zealand is like, oh, I just listened to all of your episodes yeah. <laughs> to this point. I've spent three days and I haven't slept. And, and you're just kind of like, wow. Um, but I do feel like that that we, we um, really want to make sure that we continue to serve them and stay authentically us because mm-hmm. we do – Really, the, the, the it's about our conversation and we're not, we're both, we, we love them and we want it to be as kind, as compassionate as we can be um, and create a place of love and nurturing and support for each other. Um, but we also, you know, go at each other a lot too on yeah. our podcast and fight. And so it, it's kind of a really interesting balance, but um, I, I really love all of our listeners. They're so great and they're so engaged. Some of them... I mean, we, we have a couple that like they get into these jags and they just DM us like a running commentary of their thoughts about yeah. the episodes. And I you're mean, just when like, they, wow. Uh, yeah. When they, when you, you know somebody, I'm sure this happens to you when somebody finds the podcast and they start to just like binge everything mm-hmm. and we get like, you know, we know, oh, you're, you're at True Blue because you've, you know, you're starting to comment on, on these tracks and we're like, oh my God. You're, and then you hear it for like three days where they're just going through and they're like, I finished now. When are the next ones coming out? And I just uh-huh. love that, you know? <laughs> Why does she keep doing La Isla Bonita every tour and and so so and it's it's great because they they and and you know and and i've i've been lucky enough i've been traveling a lot during covid and i've met uh fans in la i've met fans in london i've met fans um in berlin um i was recognized a couple weeks ago in fort lauderdale by our our away our server listens to the podcast she's 26 that's Um, fun yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have it's this fun voice. to make the connection with people. <laughs> she was you know, like, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and, and she loves thing. it. Like, I don't look at it because I've been recognized as well, and yeah. people like are always messaging us, and there's no ego involved in it. In my, it's I'm more baffled by the fact that like, oh wow, like we have that kind of reach. You know, like I had taken, I told Tony, I think when I mentioned it on the podcast years ago when. I had taken the Crave Remix workshop at the Apple in mm. the Apple store in Brooklyn. And like there were these two Australian guys who took it with me. And I was like, at the end of the workshop, I wanted to tell them, oh, hey, we do a Madonna podcast. And they were like, we know who you are, Stefan. We listen to your show. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, it's just, it, that's one of those things where it's like, I guess 
you don't sit down to do this podcast thinking, yeah. okay, I'm going to reach an audience in Australia today because yeah, you're not yeah, doing yeah. it for that reason. You're just well, doing and also, it. And you also have this idea of uh, you, you created an environment where they feel comfortable. Yeah. That's, it's, that's what it's really about. It's about them being able to walk, to, to approach you and to be, I mean, everybody comes up, you know, everyone's very forward and uh, we're very open about it. Like, you know, I, I would love it. I'd love to meet every, I want to hug everybody that, listens to the podcast because you do i i don't i'm i mean yeah kenny's very aloof <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i mean look at our photo i mean i'm dead center looking amazing and kenny's hiding behind a binoculars that's how kenny it. i i can i can relate to that i mean when when <laughs> madam x was at the bam i was hiding in corners because i didn't want anyone to know who i was but now it's like you know the more the merrier. I just love talking to all the Madonna fans. And, you know, Mark, just like you, I mean, I got to travel a little bit. I went to London and Tony I did a, a rainbow tour. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, but it, I mean, just thinking about less luggage, I'm assuming than uh, definitely a lot less. But, you know, I mean, just thinking about walking, you know, through Madonna's old neighborhood with a fellow Madonna fan that I met through a podcast I created. That's huge, and that's something I never yeah. would have imagined. You know, I also yeah. love when they take photos of the uh, after we talk about her apartment or her house on the Upper East Side, and people take photos and send them to us. <laughs> they kind of mildly stalking her, and I'm just like, don't do that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> but, but you know, I think that's I think that's lovely, and um, and and I loved actually like since we're talking about Madame X a little bit, mm -hmm. I loved uh, not having the phone. Oh, me being, too. And making everybody talk to each other during that that two hours that we were up there. And it was so wonderful and magical. And that was a time when I was like, okay, these are diehard fans because they paid, a, uh, you know, we, we had good seats. So it's like they paid the money. So let's all talk to each other. Yeah. And really mm -hmm. have, it was really a wonderful kind of moment for us in terms of like, oh, this is what it's all about. Yeah, she had done it for her. But she also inadvertently did it for us, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. she's like, I'm getting something out of this because I can connect with my audience. But at the same time, the audience got to connect with each other in a strange yeah. new way. And we were also super present during that entire show. You know, like, mm -hmm. I love that you just sort of, like, back in the old days when you didn't have a phone or a camera and you just had to remember the show. Yeah. Well, and and, and that pre-show, that pre-show, by the time the show actually started, we, I, I, Kenny was very aloof and hiding, but I was like <laughs> friends with my whole row. Like we were all kind of united in this, like, okay, we're going to do this all together. And that was, you know, that was really thrilling. Mm -hmm. And everyone was so kind afterwards. Too. Yeah. That was the other thing. When the show was over and it was one in the morning, people were, because now we were all friends or acquaintances. Mm -hmm. And that was really, that was really lovely. I remember. Oh, it seems like so long ago, but yeah, it, it really it does. does. I know. <laughs> it does and then it doesn't. It feels like it was yesterday and then five years, ten years ago. I mean, it's... Uh, Though it's I okay. just heard, I just heard that certain theater uh, shows are going to start using that same phone locking thing up. Mm. Uh, the Yonder cases? Yes, they're going to start doing it. There's a, a couple shows coming this spring to Broadway that they're, that has um, nudity. And so they're going to lock mm. your phones up, which I'm very that's, intrigued that's to see how it goes. That's smart. I'm no, intrigued to see how it goes. That's good for theater because yeah. I... The last five years going to see shows on Broadway has been just so excruciatingly annoying with the drinks, 
the wrappers and the phones. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ran yeah, but think about it. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to forget to turn their phone off, and it's going to be trapped in that yonder case. It's going to keep ringing and ringing. No, it blocks. <laughs> it blocks. Yeah, it. you know that it blocks yeah. the signal. It does. Yeah, yes. that's why it has all that that magnetic. Yeah. Uh, so even if they're it's so on, smart, those yonder so smart. people, yeah. <laughs> they've thought it through. Okay, oh, we so, just went down the road. Kenny, Kenny's shaking say. his head. Kenny's like, oh, <laughs> here we go. We always sort of delve into our guests and their Madonna journeys. I know that you have uh, spoken at length about sort of your past experiences. And I'm just curious, were there things that have changed in your mind since you began your podcast? I mean, we've learned facts about you and, um, but like, did you learn things about yourself and your Madonna journey through podcasting that you sort of like didn't think about beforehand or what's, what's been your experience as a Madonna fan podcasting about Madonna? I mean, I think for me, it's been more like honoring how important she is to me and really being able to support that with like, well, what was happening in the world as well as to me at the time. And then how that really, like really seeing her, you know, as an older person now looking back and thinking, I think about that erotica time because I talk about how that album was really in that time was a really important time to me. But then when we were doing all the research and stuff for that and looking at all of her interviews and hearing how she was talking about the ideas that she was pushing forward and that how strong she was and what she was really saying and realizing that um, I needed that so badly in my life Mm -hmm. and that um, I sort of recognized that, you know, she really saved my life in a lot of ways, you know? And I, I think I knew that to some degree, like just physically, but that I could finally articulate it or understand it or contextualize it for myself was really, really, really powerful and has changed my, my feeling about doing the show since then, because I realized like how much of an activist she's been for so long. Um, and so I think in that way it's changed. And then just the great joy that she, I derive from her career and her work and like talking about it. Like, I think that's really like owning that joy and not being like, like we, we talked about this and this goes back to the people who, you know, listeners as well, like that um, I never really had anybody to talk to Madonna about, you know, mm-hmm. there was, yeah. never felt like I had a community to talk to anybody like, and the, or it was an embarrassing thing or I'd say it like sort of like, oh, I like Madonna and I don't know who else can, go into the the geekiness of like loving her so much. And so I think in that way, just owning that and embracing that has been really um, oddly like transformative. Cathartic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, that was lovely, Kenny. That was lovely. Well, Mark, what about uh, you? What, how, do, how do you feel? Um, well, I have issues with the word journey. I mean, I don't think, it, I, you know, I think it's so overused and I think journey has a beginning, a middle and an end. And what's the lesson you learn on the journey? I think Madonna, it was transcending into a state of being because I don't want to think of it being over. Um, mm, so yeah. I think it's a, it's a state you become. And, um, I think what I've learned the most, first of all, I, I'm kind of with Kenny. One of the things we bonded over was that it was kind of a private thing for us, each of us. I mean, uh, you would not have dragged me to Harlem to be with that sweaty crowd 
Uh, you, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not our jam. Like, we were like, do we really want to go? Do we really, uh, you know, like, it's just not, uh, uh, you know, it's not our thing. And um, so it's been, and it's been for us a really, and for me personally, uh, I've had to organize how I feel about different eras and different things in Madonna. I have all of it in my head sitting there and I have to kind of really go, okay, how do I really feel about it? And it's been now so long since you you experienced it the first time. You almost have to go back as like an actor and sense memory what you were like then mm-hmm. and what was going on in your personal life and where you are in puberty and where you are in your love life and your your where you were physically. And then also kind of bring the maturity you have now and the perspective you have now. Because it's not... We're, we're not doing knee-jerk reactions to something she did yesterday or last week. We're, we're like letting it sit and marinate and then, then talking about it. And I think that that's the difference um, between being a fan in the moment, which, you know, I, I think um, I was always, you know, so fiercely crazy and you know, running to the mall and buying all of the things immediately and going to the tour and driving to, you know, see girly show. And, and, and I was insane. I was an insane person. And I think that there, with maturity though, comes this perspective on all of the actual work that she's done and treating her like an artist and not a, not a singer in this way that I think, um, we really, I, I respect her so much. And, um, and I, I love that she keeps going. Mm-hmm. And I think that that having to look, start at the beginning. And then when I entered her, you know, when I kind of found Madonna in 1986 and then to now, I mean, it's now almost 30 years since that. It's like, you've got to be like, wow. Like the, you, because we're looking back, there's a, there's such a better appreciation of the breadth of it all. Mm-hmm. And all the different eras and all the different things and the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff, the triumphant stuff and and well, where we a, are too. I think and, there's a difference because so like I think all of us, we've been such long term fans where we were able to see things as she was doing them. Yes. And and you're you're at a certain age when uh, like, say, erotica comes out and the shock value of that because you've never seen anyone do something like this before. So overtly sexual, so in your face, so daring and ballsy. And you, you, so you, you're living through that, but then we're older people and we're able to see where she's gone as an artist. So you look back on that and sort of, I mean, I look back on the erotica era and I was like, wow, I, was not appreciating what she was doing yeah. then for what she was at the time. I was taking it in a different way. And now I look back at it and I still love that era, but now I appreciate it on a whole different level for like the, the politicalness of it, the activist level of it. Like there's so well, many and, other things mm-hmm. that well, make and, me and, appreciate and, her. And the way that misogyny the the misogyny of the of the interviewers all those totally. years like that's the thing I think that's the sh- most shocking thing that all these I mean it's thirty years now since erotica and you're looking at like all these people that were so misogynistic towards mm-hmm. her and denigrating towards her and 
she was still at a point where she was turning the other cheek and getting done what she needed to get done. Promoting and that I won- album. Just and I wonder what the cost, and- you know, that you wonder what the cost was. Because well, yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. she wasn't really turning the cheek. She was fighting back. And I mean, I think that's the thing that I didn't really recognize as much until watching all this stuff back and going that she didn't, she didn't, she didn't, you know, hide away. Like yeah. she really, you know, there's that one interview I think about that's in our erotica episode where the guy is like, that that image of you um, in the mirror masturbating really upset was really disgusting. And she's like, why did you think it was disgusting? He's like, I just find it. Well, he doesn't say disgusting. He says another word. But um, she's like, why did you find it that way? And he's like, well, it just is. He, she's, he's like, I've never seen anything like that before. She's like, of course you have. And, you know, she's like, well, you know, and he's like, yeah, but not. But with you, it was just gross. You know, oh, like to her yeah, face, yeah, you know, and she's like, it. well, I actually think it says a lot about you, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and I was like, fuck, like who can do that? Like that's, that's tough, you know, but it does well, and, have a cost, you know. And erotic. I mean, the sex book, I kept coming, but when we came back to it to talk about it, I thought it, I would look at it as this quaint little artifact from 1992. It's still shocking. It's yeah. still a shocking oh, piece yeah. of work. And I was like, wow, it's still like, I'm like, whoa, you know, cause it's, it's very aggressive and 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 both feminine and masculine at the same time and i love that about it but it's it's mm. both of those things um and i'm just kinder to songs like gambler i just i love gamble i, I was so mean to it back in the day now i love oh, it oh it's such a great song <laughs> yeah and that's what i love about sort of like having been growing up as a madonna fan is i mean as much as i am jealous of you know when you see these we interviewed a a sweet uh, woman last season called Empress and she has, is like just discovering Madonna and she does reaction wow. videos on YouTube about it. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm so it. jealous to think that like, she's never heard these songs or seen these videos or watched her movies. And she's just literally able to just like a Netflix binge. She's just binging Madonna's career. One after oh, another, yeah. after Stephen, another, Stephen, after another. Um, on Friday, she finally watched the blonde ambition tour and I saw oh. her reaction and I was living my life. I mean, two hours <laughs> watching her for two hours, watch blonde ambition was like watching wow. it for the first time. And I yeah. love seeing yeah. these young people, you know, kind of like go on their own, Pardon the word, Madonna Journey. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I, I have a same. couple other words I don't want to use, but I'm. Oh geez. Tell you what they are. Um, I'm the same. I watch all of those YouTubers. I love those reaction videos, yeah. and they're like, I, you know, there's one I just watched recently where it was about Vogue, you know, and they're like, I don't know if I've ever heard this song. I'm like, oh my god, right? oh my god, and then they're like, and the video, and they watch the video, and they're like, oh my god, and you know, they have that moment, and I'm like, it really it lives, you know, this is why I love Madonna. Like the energy that she puts into it, like lives Mm -hmm. and it connects still all over time when they see it in the, in the live shows too. They're like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, it's palpable. It's palpable. Yeah. And the, and the amount of work that Mm -hmm. she's doing in the shows. And I, I feel like they, the, the younger, they're used to lots of technology that is, uh, making sure it's very comfortable for the artists that they're watching. Mm. Well, let's talk about the current state of Madonna's musical legacy. Um, so yeah, this has been on my mind for like the past week and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it. So for example, in 2022, uh, now TikTok um, is really popular 
not with me. I've never been on it, but apparently <laughs> it's I've, taking I've the world it. by storm. I've, you know? I've watched other people watch it. That's right. as close <laughs> as I've gotten. <laughs> so, so you're familiar with like, you know, how the platform uses music and now songs are charting that are going viral on TikTok. And yeah. Madonna's top three songs on TikTok are the Frozen remix, Vogue, and at number three, surprisingly, Material Girl. Mm. I mean, the latter is currently charting due to the success of Saucy Santana's viral hit song, Material Girl, which is a rap rap song and there's memes being created using both of the tracks side by side but um what i'm trying to get to is that you know the viral success of these tracks with the very very young tiktok teens has absolutely nothing to do with madonna's input or promotion in fact i think she might be the last to know about (laughs) you know some of these songs charting like for example the frozen remix she didn't know about it until about six to eight months after it was a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, tell us individually your thoughts on how you think Madonna is viewed and heard by younger listeners today. And if you think she has a way or if she'll have a chance to reclaim the control that she's so used to, to expand her legacy, because um, mm. she can't do it the way she used to do it. It can't be calculated like, like it used to be when she would do a drop, you know, now it's kind of like in everyone's hands, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark, I, I feel like, I feel like the Madonna rule is really like, there's no press that's bad press. And so I don't, I think it's, she's happy. I mean, I don't actually know. I think that you're right. I don't know that she, I, I have no idea, honestly, like the frozen thing to me is so strange. Yeah. Um, and the track itself, I'm like, it's only part of the song and it's not, it's a good part of the song, but it's not like my favorite part of the song. And I'm like, I don't yeah. understand this, but that's what I'm like. I feel like an old person too. Cause I'm like, I don't understand right. why this is happening. But then I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't know. And I don't, she keeps putting on her Instagram that this many millions of people are listening to the song. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I feel like in that way, she's sort of using it to like keep her yeah. self present but i agree that it doesn't feel like madonna right because think about it this way if you know if it were up to madonna to have three songs you know top three songs on on tiktok it wouldn't be material girl and frozen (laughs) you know no so that's what i'm trying to get at is that you know now it's kind of like been taken out of her hands and because the way that music is heard and promoted is completely different from her having a label behind her to do these very calculated you know drops so mm-hmm. yeah i'm just curious to see where that's going to go in the future because you know especially now that she's got you know upcoming projects how those songs will be taken kind of like i guess from her and reclaimed by the listeners well but see i think she's she's trying to be as part of it and as relevant with the process as possible because i mean she's filming a a a video a music video for the frozen remix with that some some rapper i saw her post about it on her instagram and uh so she's definitely adopting that and making it her own i still feel like the frozen the, the, the fame of the Frozen remix was a little past already. You know, like, I feel yeah. like we're sort of like after the fact at this point, but I'm, so glad she's, I'm glad she's doing it. You know, I mean, it'll be fun to see how she reinvents that song and how she, yeah. you know, it's such a epic video of hers to like go back to that moment and make it new again will be, she reinvented it. So it'll be fun. I, I think, um, 
I, I, you know, I, I always feel really bad for the for the not very bad for the young generation um, because um, I'm right I don't there feel with like, you. <laughs> I don't feel like they have a lot of culture that's really quality. I mean, mm-hmm. everything they watch is reboots and um, and recycled stuff. I mean, I, I I love this Dua Lipa person. I think the songs are bops, but I have no idea what this woman thinks or cares about yeah. in her vocals. There's no feeling. There's no personality. She's lovely. She's like a computer. Do, and, do we know anything about her dance training? See, well, we don't know no, anything. That, that, dance that's, training? that's putting it nicely. Dance I think she went she to moves the, rhythmically. Yeah. She moves rhythmically. I think she went to the Pebbles School of Dance Training. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, but 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 I look at that as an example of right. like, okay, well, this is your like, like and, and they don't know who like Jesse Ware is, who's an amazing Oh, you know, it's such disco a shame. Legend. That album was so good. So brilliant. And, and so it, it's kind of like, I, I really don't work worry about whether or not Madonna's going to resonate with them because they're so starved for quality songs. Yeah. It's going to, they're going to find the ones that they, they connect with anyway, because the, the body of work will stand the test of time. And when we're all gone, people will still be like discovering Papa don't preach and yeah. mm-hmm. open your, like, I'm not worried about Madonna's legacy with young people because and and I just I'm not I'm not and I think I think it doesn't matter what the how they the the the, the path to which they get the song whether that's TikTok YouTube downloads you know phone rings whatever yeah. ringtones whatever it is I think they're still gonna they're gonna find the 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 good stuff the good stuff always rises to the top yeah it'll it'll come to you I mean you know TikTok is just another another place where they're being fed this music where they wouldn't have gotten it before. So tell me guys, what are your thoughts on the upcoming, uh, as I like to call it, the remix revolution rumor project. Um, So, so Mm. far we've only seen fan made videos and unconfirmed audio clips. I'm very, very uh, critical about this because until I (laughs) have it in my hand, it doesn't exist. Right. Um, What, we know that the collection will contain her 50 number one billboard dance singles that went to number one. Um, and that list has been like sent around and everyone's like, okay, this is the list. Okay. Okay. So what are your hopes and fears for this release? (laughs) (laughs) Can can I go first on this one? I'm going to go, first of all, I want a physical, I want to, I want to, I want to, me too. I want something physical. Yeah. A packaging. You want like a CD release. I want a CD. Second of all, I do have the, Kenny and I have talked about how all of the Instagram looks, maybe that's all going to be packaged together because she's spending atrocious amounts of money on these Instagram shoots Mm -hmm. and the trailer and all this bullshit she's doing. And I kind of, I kind of want it all to be in one big, package is kind of like this is what I did during COVID mm-hmm. and and now that's over here's your little gift for getting through COVID with me and now we're going to move on 50 page booklet with a triple yeah. CD why not why not jewel case set it'll be amazing here's here you know here's me squatting somewhere I mean like <laughs> voila you know and and um uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Madonna can do whatever she wants at this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I mean, do I want new mixes? Yes. Does Mike, what's his name? Mike Lee? What's Mike Dean. Dean. Mike Dean. His appearance is, pro- him and the and the joints are very problematic to me because I don't feel <laughs> yeah. like the they're always up in their game. Confidence. And and I'm I'm nervous about it, uh, Mike Dean, like him remixing everything. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that everybody, and I'm not sure that this is true, um, 
has they've they've commissioned 50 amazing remixes from 50 different amazing artists that we don't know anything about who can really like slam it mm-hmm. that makes but 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 doing and like yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. I don't know. You know, yeah, this is we the, don't know. This is the challenge because then something that we say tonight will be like wrong in three days when something is announced. So but it's I like, think Ooh. it's fun to theorize. I mean, totally, like, totally. You know, it's fun to totally. sort of think about what she's doing. Especially totally. after all we've been through with her and all the things we've bought and all the things we've seen. You know, it's like, all right, well, are we informed enough to make a prediction or is she just going to flip it on its head? Like she, I just really don't want to Spotify something just popping up in Spotify and that being, you know, yeah, no, no. And, I think they'll, they'll be, physical. we deserve more than that. <laughs> I'm hoping she's leaning in. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, part of me wants it to be like, you know, one continuous track that just mixes, you know, mm-hmm. we're hearing like two or three minutes of each song and it sort of builds and builds and builds. But then I'm also like some of those remixes, in their f- entirety, I love and yeah. would love mm-hmm. to hear them remastered. And like, you know, I think of the ray, some of the Ray of Light remixes that would be so exciting to hear. The music era, I mean, mm-hmm. Confessions era, like there's some great, and even, even you know, I don't search, I don't find. I mean, I love those remixes yeah. and I would love yeah. to hear those full and in place or in some kind of interesting sequence. So I, yeah. I'm super curious, um, but I don't know. I just... I have no idea. Yeah. I would wish it could be like a make me feel the way I felt like when I got You Can Dance. Cause you know, you always want yes. that euphoria, but will we get it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and so speaking of Madonna music, uh, you had mentioned on your show that Madonna with Nikki Harris and Donna DeLore is the Madonna sound. Would you like to see Nikki and Donna reunite with Madonna one day? Do you, do you think that's something that Madonna would ever do? Even if it was just like a one-off, like the 50th anniversary of Blonde Ambition. <laughs> and here's Madonna with Nikki and Donna. But Stefan, like she 80. hates to look back. She just hates to look back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we, we said at that time, like that time was the Madonna sound. I don't think they're the Madonna sound. Who knows, you know, like yeah. now. But um, what do you think, Kenny? You, oh, you yeah. answer this question. I mean, I, I would be thrilled to see the three of them together. I think mm-hmm. that would be gorgeous. And I, I think if she could, if she could do that, like, I, I think their voices really just sound so beautiful together. And mm-hmm. I think it would be really meaningful. I think they should do the something to remember set that we want them to do. Cause we yeah. were suggesting that this should be a concert in itself. And I, then, saw, I, I heard that. I loved yeah. it too. I mean, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we, we've spoken to both Nikki and Donna and they are both ready to go. So there's just one of course person. They're ready ready go. <laughs> of course they're ready to go. Of course they're ready to go. Everyone's in cold, st- in cold storage <laughs> waiting for the call. Well, but do and, I think and, it'll ever happen? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, when Jose was dancing with Madonna, Jose Extravaganza was dancing with Madonna during the, the, the movie thing. Like I was so moved by that and that they were kind of together capturing a moment and they knew everyone was watching it really meant a lot to people. And um, it was a time and I do feel like that they, I don't know, like I just listened because you know, yeah. 
You, you I say feel like, it, Kenny. I feel like I, I like Donna it. and Nikki, they deserve it for because I was I was just doing research for Ray, our Ray of Light stuff is coming up, and I was yeah. watching the Nothing Really Matters. Um, mm, I guess it's mm-hmm. the Grammy, the Grammy, Grammy performance, performance. Or MTV. Grammy. yeah, yeah, and Grammy. Honestly, <clears throat> they deserve a reunion with Madonna for showing up and doing that performance with her because that, like, they had to go in those outfits. I mean, it was yeah. just a mess. And they deserve that was such redemption. a mean. Was, that was a mean Madonna Grammy experience. <laughs> they made her do that, and then her 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 um, category was right afterwards, so she didn't get to change. She was all sweating. She's in the geisha outfit. I was like, give her the sister a break. Like, give her like ten minutes for that alone. Gosh. But I would have loved to see that song live. You know, with them, yeah. where they weren't mm. having to do that whole show. Like, they could just really do those vocals. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel like we 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 missed an opportunity to have like Madonna unplugged on MTV, and like how fantastic it would have been to have just like sort of what she yes. did with Bad Girl on SNL, where it was like her sitting on a chair with backup singers and a band, and like just Madonna unplugged singing, and to have Nikki and Donna in doing backup with her, that would have been fantastic. Agreed. But it's interesting that she they they never do those one off things with her like it's so it's so strange that like aside from nothing really matters they really don't show up for the promo stuff i mean they do the music they do all the music stuff with her when yeah. music comes well they're out. about to go on tour yeah, Kenny. Sure. they're re- yeah, they're so on true. the tour contract they're not mm-hmm. just doing one-offs so true so true um yeah it would be fun i mean they're great and i and i love where their careers have taken them like i yeah, think that they both have got and that's the other thing is is i kind of my one caveat to that is they both have amazing careers on their own. And I yeah. don't, they've been able to become Nikki Harris and Donna DeLore without yeah. being Madonna's backup singers. Kenny them. and Mark, did you guys get a chance to see them perform uh, when they were in Brooklyn in 2019? No. They were they were three blocks away, and I was totally like, I was out of town, but they were like uh, right down the street. It was kind of shocking. Again, I'm, that's intense, man. Those fans are intense. No, They're I mean, I, uh, we were there and, um, you know, Stefan went to go meet them and all that. And I was yeah. like, no, I got to go home. I can't really be in front of them <laughs> because I can't guarantee what I'm going to react, how I'm going to react. You know, I mean, these people have lived yeah. in my brain for 25, 30 years, you know, and totally. to be confronted with all that after hearing them sing, I'm like, no, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of bad girl, I I <laughs> loved your comparison that yes. <laughs> Louise Oriole in Bad Girl and her characters in Body of Evidence and Dangerous Game are all bad behaving women who receive punishment of some sort. And yeah. notably, all three of those characters, those women that Madonna plays in those films and video end up getting killed and i'm interested in one uh, in hearing your perspective on why do you think madonna was interested in portraying those roles considering she's always advocating for women empowerment you know wait is it fair to add breathless mahoney to that list because she sure oh boy we're breathless, <laughs> <We're> breathless. <laughs> <laughs> Poor blank. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. I, I was thinking about it a lot because you sent the questions earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, why does she choose these these sort of death narratives? It's like, you know, um, I, I was thinking like, well, part of it is in context of the bigger picture of the of all of the stuff that she was doing, like were it these like 
were they like counterpoints to the sex positivity of erotica and, and the sex book? And so she's showing like all these different angles of, a, of an idea of what it means to be a woman, what it feels like to be a girl in, in that time in her life mm -hmm. and in the world. But then I also thought, you know, she could also still have been caught in those narratives. Like yeah. mm -hmm. that, that was the only thing, the only thing that could happen to those women. And a couple of those, she didn't have control over, meaning they were movies, but she agreed to do them. Yeah. Did she think like with Evita that she could bring something to those portrayals that would change our perspective of the character? I don't know. I think it's a really interesting question. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way about dangerous games and, uh, um, I feel that way about Dangerous Games. I feel like she did not have control. Um, who knows if she was supposed to die when she signed up for it? Oh, she and wasn't. How, yeah. She, yeah. And then, and then with Breathless and Body of and, and Rebecca Carlson, um, they're femme fatales in these genre pieces where, like, it's it it it's required that they die. Yeah, and of the, because of the code, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I do think that you know, I mean, we talk about it in our Bad Girl episode about Madonna's acting choices in Body of Evidence, and I do think that she was trying to bring something else to it mm -hmm. that that. I mean, she works, she works really hard in all of those films. Yeah. And, uh, so I do feel like that there's, um, I feel like she's, she's, she's trying to broaden the picture of the femme fatale and in, in body of evidence before she gets killed because she still mm -hmm. has to get killed and get punished for, cause she did kill the guy. I mean, she's yeah. guilty, <laughs> you know, and if we're following noir rules, like she has to be punished in order for the world to, you know, and William Defoe doesn't divorce Julianne Moore, or Julianne Moore doesn't divorce William Defoe, mm -mm. so they're going to stay together. Um, and you know, I, with with Bad Girl, I mean, I think Bad Girl is just—I mean, I think it is a commentary on on looking for Mr. Goodbar. Yeah, and looking for Mr. Goodbar is a horrific film, and uh, and and the punishment at the end is so random and so. Um, misogynistic mm -hmm. and particularly for Diane, Ke you know, yeah. you know, America's sweetheart at that time, it'd be like Julia Roberts doing it yeah. um, in the nineties. Yeah. You, you, I think she really wanted to, to, to show like, well, this is really what we're saying here. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think it, I, when I first saw the video, I was really shaken because yeah. I saw all the references from Mr. Goodbar and from Clute and from Wings of Desire. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, Madonna's in my head right now. Yeah. But at the same time, it was also, uh, I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I thought it was a commentary on casual sex and AIDS and, and how it wrapped up to erotica and sex all at the same time. I mean, well, and it also, there's that look she gives the guy when, when she's giving him the, the, um, the pantyhose before yeah. he goes to shut the door. And it's almost kind of like a dare. Mm -hmm. And that always is the moment in the, I'm like, well, what does she mean? But like, that's the moment. She has nothing she's to like, lose. Come on, bring it. Yeah. She's Let's got nothing to lose anymore. Do. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a great, it's a great video. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's I, one of her strongest moments in yeah. her career. Well, listen, Madonna was unceremoniously unceremon off in all these early films, but guess what? She got the biggest 
funeral in the world in Evita. So it's all <laughs> worth it, right? Well, and 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 were these like the best role? Like I do think some of it is is like this is the best role that she could get yeah. that could yeah. be greenlit at yeah. that time. I mean, how many movies are there? You know, we we've talked about it. We're going to continue to talk about all the all the stalled film projects mm-hmm. she was supposed to do. And I mean, Harvey Firestein's got a new book coming out this week, I think. And he talks about pitching Madonna to play Candy Darling in a film. Oh, I remember that memoir. story. Yeah. And she's like, you want me to play a drag queen? Like, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> and and he his line is, I, I, I'm going to spoil it. He says, everyone's seen your pussy. Now it's time for them to see your mm-hmm. dick. And I love oh, that. Nice. And yeah. That would have been an amazing. But it's, there's all of these films that are like, what a great idea. But nobody's bankrolling this, so this is, these are your options, Madonna. My today. biggest disappointment was uh, Lita and Swan, which is a female buddy yes. cop film with Demi Moore. Yes. Oh, that would have been amazing <laughs> at that era. At that era, with both uh, of them t- trading workout tips. I mean, and, I would have been like, "Let's do it." Let's. <laughs> and Madonna was supposed to be playing a tough-talking Brooklyn oh, yeah. undercover cop. Oh, I mean, Nikki um, Finn. Nikki Finn. Finn, Finn, Finn. Yeah, I know. It's, we <laughs> missed. We missed Finn. an opportunity. Nikki Finn Finn. grows up and gets a bad. (laughs) Well, Stefan, I think it's I think it's time for my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, you know, you know. All right, so (laughs) all of our guests get a little thing we call the lightning round. It's just wherever you're at in your Madonna fandom. Uh, Doesn't have to be forever. It's just wherever you're at today. Uh, Without thinking, we'll do Mark (laughs) Kenny. So, uh, oh. Favorite Madonna song, Mark. Uh, we are uh, so we just released a great big long episode on something to remember. So I've got uh, ballads on the brain. So mm-hmm. I will say you'll see. Yes, nice, Kenny. Don't tell me. Ooh, mm. good one. Favorite Madonna music video, Mark. Uh, again, we just recorded some stuff for Ray of Light, and Kenny made a case for Drowned World Substitute for Love that made me reconsider my entire relationship with that video. <laughs> and no, seriously, I'm like, I can't wait for everyone to hear it because it's, I was just like, oh my God. And I went back and listened to it. It's a stunning video. It's mm-hmm. my favorite video right now. Mm. And so, and so sad. It's I such know. a sad, beautiful mm. video. So that's my pick. I always felt bad for the maid, you know. That poor ma- the <laughs> maid, the maid, or the body, oh, the driver of that car, I man. Know. I don't feel bad for the maid. I mean, the maid was taking advantage of her in that moment. She got fired. You know she got she fired, Kenny. Yeah. She got fired. The second Madonna was done hugging the kid, she was like, fire, Consuela, get me a man, get me a gay man who won't take my photo to clean the tub. <laughs> Would you take that job? No. <laughs> no, I would not. No. <laughs> they are not getting paid enough. To no, up the no one is house. getting. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that has "Mommy Dearest" written all over it. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Kenny, what about you? Favorite Madonna music video? Um, I'm sticking with "Don't Tell Me." I think that's a deceptively amazing video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so clever. Just yeah. the the, the yeah. mixture of green screen behind her and then actually like yes. in like where she's at in in reality and the yeah it's it's and the yeah. eye candy from the cowboys. Oh, is, I just I just right love there. how the visual edits match the yes. the 
chopped and screwed version it's of the so song. Good. Great. Yeah. Such a great and video. she looks phenomenal. I think it's one of her, you know, be- most beautiful looks. Mm-hmm. And she's in it. She's she's yeah. she's yeah. she is yeah. in it. Yeah. Dancing, yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh favorite Madonna tour, Mark. Uh girly. My first girly show. Mm-hmm. Kenny? First, 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 um, you know, sonically, I listen to the MDNA tour audio all the time. That's my favorite to listen to, but my favorite to see was The Confessions. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite yeah. Madonna movie, Mark? Well, so I have a confession to make. So I, I um, in artists that I love, I save things intentionally so that I have something to look forward to. So I love Joni Mitchell. We, Kenny and I both love Joni Mitchell. And uh, I didn't listen to Turbulent Indigo, her album from 1994, literally for 20 years. How could you I, do that? Well, because well, <laughs> I wanted to have one, because I didn't know, what you know, Joni yeah. Mitchell's not very prolific, certainly after 1994. And I was kind of like, I want to have one more record I don't know in case anything happens. So oh. I've, I've listened to everything else. And then I finally, like five years, when she had her stroke, I was like, okay, we're not getting another album. I'm going to listen to Turbulent Indigo. And I, wow. I now love it. It's a wonderful oh, record. I- yeah. Um, she won the Grammy for it. And, um, but I've never seen Swept Away. And I hold out hope that Swept Away is this underappreciated, <laughs> underrated classic that's going to be rediscovered, oh, given honey. a Criterion Channel reissue. Oh, with oh cleaned my. Up. I, I do. I live in hope. This Poor is my man. optimism. This is the positivity. Well, I live in hope that Swept Away is going to be the Madonna, lost Madonna classic it was I, always meant I to I just be. hope you have some good friends with you. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> so um, Swept so Away I, is my favorite Madonna movie. So here's my advice for you. So um, <laughs> Swept Away has not yet made it to the Criterion Channel, but the original film from 1975 that Madonna ripped off is so go ahead and watch that one i and have seen that film isn't it, i have I seen that film it's he, a crazy they're hot. yeah exactly. they're hot and i watched it two weeks ago and i can tell all the parts where guy Ritchie and madonna watched it and said you look just like her love you look just like her love. <laughs> right right mm. or better There's yet no i would say yeah. Sorry. Or better yet, I would say just watch Overboard and enjoy a great Wolfie <laughs> Hawn movie. It, stop it. Stop it. Is so that's my movie. dream. Oh. Swept Away is my favorite Madonna movie in ignorance. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Kenny, what about you? Um, I love, I know this is kind of unpopular, I love I'm Going to Tell You a Secret. Mm, okay. I love that movie. Yeah. I thought it was a, a nice, very... <laughs> Drastic Can you contrast. tell them why you like it? Why don't you tell them a little bit why you Is like it? Is it because of Willy Wonka? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, well, again, I think it's a really interesting time in her life um, where, we, where we're seeing her at such a different, I love all the backstage and, you yeah. know, off-screen stuff. I love when she's at the pub with Guy Ritchie and she's mm-hmm. drunk. And, yeah. you know, I love seeing that side of her. And we don't really get to see that, you know. that mm-hmm. And that's my favorite role is when she plays Madonna. So that mm-hmm. I felt like that. And I like the spirituality of it. I like that she's reaching for that and she's putting it out there. I think it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the only record we have of Madonna as a wife and mother on tour. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. And it's so the the other thing that's really interesting about it is that it's so different than because you know and and we talk about it in our Truth or Dare episode. All of the backstage stuff is literally like this enclosed bubble, and in mm-hmm, that yeah. in that one, there's she's just a lot of di- she's wearing a lot of different hats, 
as opposed to I'm doing the tour and I'm hanging out with the dancers and my friends. That's all I'm doing. That's all I can do. She has to do all these other things in I'm going to tell you a secret. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that there's a lot more of the rest of the world that she's living in besides just, you know, car to backstage. Uh, So normally we ask people, what their favorite Madonna look is. But on your podcast, you had said that you could do an entire episode solely about Madonna's <laughs> hair. So oh, I'd too. like to know, what's your favorite Madonna hairstyle? Mark. Oh, you threw us a curveball. Um, the next one, the next hair. That's what I'm going to say. The next wow. hair is, is going to be my favorite because, again, optimism, I hope. I hope. <laughs> Something I hope. <laughs> I will say there are two there are two looks. One is like I love when she has the straight black hair in the late nineties, you know, yeah. and we see her at all the events. It's just gorgeous. Like when she's on Larry King, mm-hmm. that hair, ugh, to die for. But my my le- real favorite is like Madonna, you know, when she's on the street. This is this doesn't happen anymore. Um, when she's on the street going to the gym and she's in her tracksuit and her hair is just a fucking mess. And the argyle sweater. And yes, the, yes. Oh, I love yeah. that look. <laughs> That's my with her bottle Madonna. of water and yes. her phone, yeah. and she's the, kind of looking yeah. pissed off. There's an assistant just over her shoulder. Where's the car? Where's the car? Madonna's ready. Where is it? In one of those, she had a gold frap CD in her hand, and everybody yeah. was like, "Why is yeah. she using the gold frap?" You know. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I oh love those looks, and I did try to rip that off so many times, and it never worked out. You know, I mean, my argyle sweater <laughs> always clashed with my my Adidas track pants, and it just never looked right. You know. I also don't know how she biked in those outfits because those outfits. I mean, there was a lot of like lengthy pants, and mm-hmm. I was like, "That's not good for the spokes on your bike, Madonna." That your bike <laughs> yeah. in London in too many layers. I would say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god, this! I just want to say thank you, you guys. Oh, this you. has been it exceeded my expectations. I love. What were your expectations? (laughs) Well, I mean, no, I'll I'll tell you what my expectations were. I thought I was, I was going to be like Cindy Brady, uh, you know, with the camera, like just, I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to ask, you know? And, um, Oh, and I, I was right. like, Cindy Brady. I was like, oh, right. When she was on the TV show, she couldn't, <laughs> she, she got stage fright. She couldn't talk. I, I was like, oh, what oh, Brady reference Cindy are we Brady. making? I, I, sorry, like, I thought you were trying to make uh, like a Brady Bunch movie thing. It's all your fault, Jan. I, I know. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I should read the room before I do like a Brady Bunch, you know, analogy, which only 5% of the population will get. But no, nobody I mean, knows, again, knows that's the their tragedy. That yeah. is exactly. their tragedy. And basically what I'm trying to say is I'm oh. very excited to talk to you guys because I've been listening to you and um, I was a little intimidated, but I, it's all good. I love talking to you guys. It's great. (laughs) Well, it's awesome that you invited us on. We had such a good time. We're big fans of yours too. It's been really awesome. Thank you. So Uh, tell everyone where they can find you guys on social media and also, you know, please promote and expand on anything that you guys are working on. Uh, well, <laughs> we we have a bunch of things in the fire that were that are kind of coming, so that's exciting. And and more seasons of all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Um, uh, we're going to wrap up season three with uh, Ray of Light. Um, in, in end of May, I think we're done. Kenny, is that true? Uh, yes, May or June. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we're gearing. We're about to celebrate a hundred episodes. Yay! That's yeah. happened. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be a thing. And then it's um, a celebration. 
It is going to, well, I can't believe we've been talking to each other for a hundred episodes <laughs> and, he, and he's not sick of it yet. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah. And we're on social media where it, all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Um, and the two is the number two mm-hmm. and we're on, we're on Instagram there and we have lots of content all the time. I'm, Man, yeah, you do. I know. I'm always like, crazy. wow, they post a lot. We do. We <laughs> Good do. for them. I'm just well, like, we want I people can to know. manage one a day. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, want to, we want people to know. We want Mark does know all of that. He's really great yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. I have fun yeah. with it. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I'm digging through. I'm, you know what I'm trying to find, guys? I'm trying to find a really good photo of Madonna and Michelle and Dega Ocello. I have one from the Grammys or from the MTV mm. Music Awards in 1999. If I, I find like one, I if hate I find it. one, I'll, I'll send it over your way. Yeah, Michelle and Dega Ocello looks angry to be there and I need something where they're happy and excited. <laughs> and I can't, the other way, I can't find anything of her and Alanis either. There's mm. no photos of Madonna and Alanis. I'm sure Guy Siri has all of those locked in a vault somewhere. Yeah, I don't you know, think that, they took photos. I, I don't, don't think they took photos. It's funny you bring that up because I just watched that documentary on HBO the other day and, you know, there was like a couple of, you know, anecdotes, Alanis working with Madonna. But uh. yeah, no photos, no footage, no no, you know, there was no record of what Maverick was like as a record company in the 90s, which is really strange to me. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And I, I, I that, that's an interesting that's an interesting idea for a conversation, because it's like what who is going to write the story of Maverick Records? Mm-hmm. Because it really I mean, it's kind of back, I think. Um, in some way, some form. It's um, a management company. That's the, so it's no, but they don't have artists anymore, correct? No, no. Okay. Uh, so Guy Ozeri has a management team under the guise of Maverick, and so they manage different artists like uh, okay. U, U2 and Madonna. And, but they don't, they're not putting out art. But it's an yeah. interesting conversation because really, I mean, Maverick is like the only quote-unquote like vanity label that really yeah. got any traction. And mm-hmm. I kind of would love to know Kind we need the, a documentary. We need a VH1 behind the music. We yes, need, yeah, yes. we need we need somebody that was there though, because like I'm assuming Guy Osiri is not on the Alanis documentary. Like people, no, he was there. He he oh, was, was yeah. He okay, was, cool. So Maverick was was started by Freddie Demand and Madonna, and then when, no, no, I know all of that, yeah, but he no, was but he in the when, documentary about Alanis. You don't need to school them on this. Come no, on, no, no, I was, I was not. That's not Maverick. what I meant. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say when Freddie. I love took you, Tony. Off, I, I know. You, I love Tony. you too. When, when Freddie took off, Guy took over. You know that's and um, where is Freddie Deman? Enjoying his Madonna doing? residuals, we, I'm sure. Do we know where he went? Do we? Because we, we know Raton, we, Florida. Is he in Boca Raton? <laughs> he no. must be. I just know that he was exhausted after the sex book. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, I'm just surprised that nothing. You know, Freddie Demand got out at, probably at the right time because my guess is there were probably some you know Me Too moments that. Mm-hmm. You know, Freddie just looked oh, like it. I'm that, just saying. Do you that's know what a I mean? big statement, Kenny Finkel. Do you really want to say that? <laughs> okay, Whoa, Kenny Finkel is 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 outing. No, but come on, Freddie Demand. I mean, if you just looked at him, you could feel like there's something. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. He's not Jerry Lewis, for God's sake. I know, right? Let's all calm down. (laughs) No, I was just thinking about uh, Freddie Demand because he apparently was. he was in the Janet Jackson documentary. Like you could see him in background photos because oh, yeah. he was, oh. he was Michael's 
he was yes. Michael's manager. Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, he knows where all those bodies are buried. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. He he is never going to write a book. No, I'll bet you no. he will not be someone who writes them. No, no, I no, mean, no. it's an interesting question because we like, we know where Silvio Ciccone is. He's mm-hmm. sitting in the winery counting the money and we know where Paula is and we know where, you know, everybody <laughs> is except Freddie Dem- He's like disappeared. Yeah. And some of Madonna's assistants. We don't know what happened to them. Where is Melissa? I want to <laughs> I, know, I, want, right? I want a reunion with Melissa and Carice Henry. Uh, I want them to get together and like drink. I want to hear all about Sweet Melly Mel. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but I was I was on the lookout. I was not on the lookout. I was stalking John Draper and I finally found him and he did not want to go on record with me. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Um, why? He, he was very nice, you know, in the email. Yeah. He just wrote, um, that was a time of my life a long time ago. I'm out of the music business. I, I've oh. said everything I need to say about it, but I wish you the best. It was very gracious, you know, mm. but I'm like, has he, he, has, has he said anything? Motherfucker. But I was like, John Draper, you're the one. You're the one we want to talk to. Has he said anything? I don't remember him having big statements that he no, made. So, yeah, so I, I did a little bit of research. And what happened is that the upstate New York, there was a film festival at some small repertory theater. And he went and did a Q&A about Truth or Dare there. Why didn't we go um, to that? I would go to that. Because cool. who, you know, getting to Buffalo is not that, not yeah, that easy. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a, that's, a, that's a sojourn. It's not yeah. sexy. It's no, not. No. But yeah, I mean, we, we you know, we, we try, you know, I, there, there's, there's got to be a, a list of all these people that, you know, we've got to, we've got to, we got to find one day, you know. And their NDAs are even longer than our lists. So, uh... <laughs> And remember, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MLVC Podcast. You can also donate to the podcast on Venmo at MLVC Podcast, as well as become a subscriber on Patreon, patreon.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you. This has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I, I'm thank you so much, you guys. Hearing the rest of your season and seeing where you go, and I mean, y- y'all are marathoners. You've got a you've got a hefty amount yeah. of Madonna left to go. So I hope you're taking your B12 shots. Oh, I'm so so excited. There's a Vita coming up and Ray of Light. I mean, you guys are just like handing me a banquet of good. Oh, I'm thinking about across the sky, man. I'm thinking about across the sky. I'm thinking about about beautiful killer. It has to be. Oh, of yes, course. of course, yeah. Okay. I wasn't also, sure what what the rules were for the B sides or the unreleased. Cyberaga. Yeah, we're di- <laughs> I'm we're, diving into Cyberaga. We're even going to talk about like, revenge because revenge, revenge. Uh, broken. I love, oh, I love so broken. Good. So good. Great song. I love that song so much. I, f- I always forget it. about that song, and then when I I refind it in my like iTunes playlist or something, I'm like, oh my god, I love this. I have a homosexual friend who has his sealed fan club vinyl. Of Broken that he no. hasn't opened yet. That was the best it, thing Icon ever did. That was the best thing Icon ever did. I'm like begging him for it. I want it so badly, <laughs> but I don't think I'm gonna get it. We'll say that. We'll beg on your behalf. All right. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll have an update by the time we record the episode. Okay, great. Oh, thanks, guys, so much. Um, thank thank you. so much. Thank this you, was Kenny. A lot of fun. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> thank you, everybody.